It's time for the 2 News Talking Sports Weekly Huddle, Utah Jazz Edition. Welcome into another edition of All That Jazz, presented by R.C. Willie, your home, your way. And look who I've got in with us now because the Jazz are finally around for a little bit. David Locke, good to see you, my friend. Oh, my gosh. it's You got a little skiing in, right? I have tried to get as many turns yeah. as possible, but it is. It's mean, tough, isn't it? Well, well, we're just not. Uh, this has been insane. I don't think they have any ski resorts in Mexico where you're going. No, so, and we're but, like just kind of the, like, I'm so excited to go to Mexico. I looked you have at a passport? Our, yeah, I looked at our itinerary. We're... And I'll be able to get back, I think. Um, <laughs> the, um, well, we all hope. Yeah, who knows? Um, I hear we're getting strict with that. I don't know. Um, oh, boy. So, but even there, we're playing at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. So right. we, we're yet. like barely, like I'm yeah, so excited to go to Mexico City. It's high on my list of places I'm dying to go to. And you won't have time we're to go. We're there for like yeah. four hours. Uh-huh. And then you get on and plane, then go you know to where Houston. we're going? Houston. Texas, again. Right, right, I think we right. spent like 19 nights in Texas. Right I mean, that's not an exaggeration. No, you're right. It's the schedule's weird because everything's kind of grouped together. Like you have the Blazers twice in three games coming up later on. Which is we'll not get, good for. We'll get to that anyone. later on. You're always trying to sneak politics into this show, by the way. Uh, all right, let's let's start out. Oh, you just mentioned yeah, what him? We worked let's, on election day last we, time. We, that that's very true. We did. We little uh, did we know that they wouldn't decide it for as long exactly as our road trip. Right. But. Yeah, you are right. All right, you know how we like to build this show: high notes, low notes. I'm actually going to do the low notes of this show and maybe one high Ooh. note, but, but you did start out. You do have two high notes that I'm going to hand to you. And we're going to begin with Ricky Rubio. Mary, he was a low note for the first month of this show, which is why he should be a high note. Right. Since about the last 12 games, it was a little off last night against Russell Westbrook shooting yep. wise, but going into last night in the previous 11 games, he was shooting back over 50%, back over 40% from three. And what you actually had going with Ricky was all of the similar numbers to what he had last year. But that right there is the key to Ricky Rubio. When he gets layups, particularly early, then everything else in his game comes together. Then he's got a little bit more confidence to him when he launches the outside three like you saw there. But the layup lets him drive and maybe find other guys, lets him finish at times. And going into last night's game, he's been shooting 71% at the rim in the month of December. Wow. And he was in the low, four, low 50s to 40s in the opening part of the year. So that's the big change for Ricky Rubio is the ability to make plays at the rim. That changes who he is entirely. And again, we saw it last year, late start, finally got things going, gets injured in the playoffs, and it's detrimental to the Jazz. So and I think he, no differently than a lot of these guys, came with this burden upon yeah, them. That's right. Um, and, it's, and so we saw him, I think, for the first time ever not playing in, a, in the offseason with Spain. And, having, and he said that hurt him. It made him struggle a little bit early. So uh, now I think we see Ricky is who Ricky is. All right, uh, your second high note, Rudy. We've had a lot of fun with him over the last couple of weeks. But his defense, no matter what happens, and coaches will always tell you this, you can always hustle and play defense. So there's a bunch of areas where the league is going against Rudy right now, and not yeah. just the we initiating, know, we know that, yeah. but the way some of the rule changes are. If you look like Stephen Adams, we played last night's having a career year. Andre Drummond in Detroit's having a career year. Clint Capella in Houston's having a career year. So the big guys that can roll to the basket can't be held anymore. That's why Rudy's having a career year on the offensive end. And then we've got this new element of the game where Carl Anthony Towns, Nikola Jokic, LaMarcus Aldridge, all are playing at 20 feet. So Rudy is really got a difficult challenge every night. If you dig inside the numbers, particularly when Rudy is on the floor with a stretch four, the numbers on the Jazz defensively 
at least going into these last two games, were just outstanding. They were back to the level of excellence that they had. And then the other thing is that the game has made an evolution. It's this whole thing about player movement. It's not a new rule, it's just new emphasis. But what the player movement's doing is allowing someone like Rudy to be able to roll to the basket and dunk. And it seems like such a simple yeah. play, and you say he's not an offensive player, but even in the three-point revolution, if you could get a dunk every play, you would. And that we'll talk about that coming up here, but it's really giving the Jazz something uh, that they haven't had or that they're actually being, Quinn was ahead of the game and understood where the rules were going, was able to use really, really well. And a dunk's pretty high percentage shot. Exactly FYI. the point. Uh, okay, I want to throw in a high note here. I've actually uh, heard you talk about this. I've heard Quinn Snyder talk about this. And I have a lot of people who come to me and say, the Jazz, they're just taking such bad shots. And I, I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think they're doing things now that will pay off later on. So the big baseball phrase in the Michael Lewis book was money ball, right? Yeah. Right, so right. I think we often refer to them as smart shots in the NBA. But if you were to think about it from the money ball standpoint, the Jazz are the number one money ball team in the NBA right now if you look wow. at both offensive and defensive. So offensively, they're taking 37% of their shots at the rim. There's only been two teams in the last seven years that have been at 40%. The Lakers are actually there right now, but 37%, I think it's the third or fourth highest amount of shots at the rim. They're taking 37% of their shots as threes. That's the third or fourth highest in the league. Their combined numbers, the third best in the league at 70 5% of their shots are either threes or rim. Why? But I like the Rudy, I like the Ricky Rubio mid-range. Okay, but the numbers over the course of 82 games, this will really help you out. The other thing is there's a geeky number in there that's just all I this love other geeky stuff. Numbers. And it's called QSQ, and who knows what it oh, possibly no. means. And you've never heard of it, I but what it judges is whether or not what the quality of shots you're getting. And the Jazz are number one in the NBA at the quality of shots they're getting really? on the offensive end. So we're not a great shooting team naturally, so you're gonna have to do all these little things correctly to have success. We're doing those. Defensively, we're doing them also. There is, this is weird to say, like you just get unlucky, but the number one t variance that you just get defensively is whether people make the above the break three. So the three point line goes straight and then curls. Right. The ones that are above the free throw line are called above the break threes. There's actually no defensive impact on those other than just teams get hot and cold against you. And over the course of a year, that's you'll regress to, we're 28th in the league in that. That means that's going to go away. The other one is mid-range jumpers. We're 28th in the league in that as well. So those numbers are going to go over the next part of it because of who we've played. It's going to go down to the center, and we're going to start getting the benefit of that. Right now, we just, with a smaller sample size, are unfortunate. Yeah. It sounds so geeky. It sounds so ridiculous. You have no idea what I'm talking about but anymore. But it works. I totally understand that, but it actually matters. And that's the only reason I'm worth. Well, it's worth talking about. And when you're looking at Bright's, if you're losing and doing everything incorrectly, then, then you're then dead. Then you're in trouble, right? yeah. If you're winning yeah. and doing things incorrectly, you're probably looking at that like, yeah, that's not going to last. Right now, we're meddling around 500 for a bunch of reasons and doing things correctly, correctly that yeah. will benefit us at the in the long run. QSQ, I'm keeping that in the back of my mind for a future show. We might dive even further into that. Can I give you a low note? Sure. I know you're not always comfortable with low no, notes. That's fine. I mean, we're, we're below you. You're the radio voice of the jazz. I know that. But the, the inconsistency drives me nuts. It drives fans nuts. I'm sure it drives the coaches nuts. probably drives you nuts. They've got to do something about the inconsistency. Let, let me ask they you. start out great against no, the Spurs great. and then, and then let me, go away. Let, I, I think I can answer this for okay. you. You go. Uh, not very well. Okay. But I don't do it for a living, David. That's fine. But where do you, where, when you want to have a nice, easy round of golf, where do you go play? Oak Ridge. 
Okay, and when you, what's the hardest golf course you've ever played? Uh, Jeremy Ranch is very difficult. Okay, so if you played 20 straight rounds at Jeremy, how would you feel about your game? Not very good. That's what we've done. <laughs> if you're a golf, That's a great analogy. That's what we've done. All right, there are seven, six or seven teams okay. in the NBA that have single digit losses right now. Okay, there's seven teams in the NBA that have, there are more than three games below 500. That should come out to about 20% of our schedule. Do you know how many of those teams we've played? Brooklyn, one game. That's it. We won okay. very easily. It wasn't hard. So what you're saying is we have a lot of Oak Ridge coming up. Right, but we haven't gotten to play. We've had to play Promontory Nicholas course yeah, that's where you put too. the ball in the middle of the fairway and even if you're doing right, Russell Westbrook comes at you at a million miles yeah. an hour. <laughs> so I watch us play right now and I feel like the inconsistency is a little bit of a lack of confidence. We just haven't had enough moments of feel-good moments for this group. And I think that they've lost a little bit of that, that kind of urgency and zest that they had a year ago when they just had that collective juice because this has been really hard. And if you think about it, the games we've played against below 500 teams, that's Houston, and we've beat them yeah, both times. Minnesota, they're really good. And you think about the losses that make you say we're inconsistent. Well, we beat Dallas two out of three. They're three games above 500. We lost to Memphis two out of three. They're in third in the West. We lost to Sacramento. Oh my gosh. They're 14 and 12. We've beat them two out of three. I think that analogy though is perfect. You, you put it all in context for me right there. So Because it really we'll feels like what, golf weather outside. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. When all you right. get your gas mask Let's after five say, well, holes. It's great so ski weather, by the way. Right. Absolutely great ski so weather. So if you all skied right. high rustler, or drop the Cirque every run. I'd be in trouble. How would you feel about I'd yourself? I'd be in traction. And if you skied Main Street at Solitude, how would you feel about things? Well, I'd feel really probably better than I should. Right. All right, let's take, that's all great analogies. Keep those in mind. Uh, time for this week's edition of Jazz Bites presented by Bishop Family Dental because you deserve a positive experience. We're going back to the last Jazz win. You remember when they beat the Rockets after Gobert? Come on, it wasn't of that long was, ago. Was of course I remember. I know, but it feels like We it. lose two in a row yeah. and you act like, come on. But it's been like a week. Uh, here's Jay Crowder and Donovan Mitchell. A little fun at the expense of the Jazz big men, Rudy Gobert and Epe Udo. Jazz Bites, brought to you by Bishop Family Dental. Yeah, because he tried to say I wore all red tonight. I'm like a bull, and I come and I, I said, I'm not like a bull. I'm, I'm very poised, and he's the one who got ejected at two minutes and 40 seconds. So <laughs> you tell me who was bull like tonight. Uh, but he made fun of my outfit. That's crazy. He's, then he gets ejected. So I let him have it a little bit. People forget, don't don't know that he was a defensive player of the year over in um, in Europe. I didn't I didn't know that either. He's the self-proclaimed greatest defensive player. In yeah. The world. So you're the app. You're the greatest defensive player in the world. That what I heard. You saw it tonight. Oh man, I love that. The greatest defensive player in the world. What, if nothing else, you see some camaraderie in that locker room no matter what's going on. Excuse me, but I do think that really, <coughs> excuse you me. You right? I am because I was okay. laughing about Donovan and Epe. <laughs> I love Epe. Uh, I do think it really matters. I mean, just Philadelphia the other day, Joel Embiid doesn't play because yeah. he doesn't like his role. Like this league yeah, is not. That's bad, by the way. Um, yeah. You know, Jim Boylan's having a little bit of a tough oh. time in Chicago right now. Um, this league is a little nutty, and we don't have that. That's a tribute to Dennis Lindsay and Quinn Snyder uh, for what Dennis has built. And these guys know Quinn's giving them everything he can. They got this amazing coaching staff. So that 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 little snippet right there Kinda that actually that actually matters. The Heat in town on Wednesday. I got to ask you a question about this, by the way. It's the last time we're going to see Dwayne Wade. Saturday, the Jazz take on Orlando in Mexico. Yes, David does have at least a one-way passport. And then they visit the Rockets on their way back Monday. After that, they actually get five out of six at home. You'll notice the Blazers twice 
in three games there. The schedule's kind of been put in bunches like that this year. We've seen that a number of times. Like they played uh, the Grizzlies. They got them almost done in the We're first. Done with Boston. Of the, uh, done with Boston. I was listening so. to Brad Stevens the other day yep. when he was asked if he listens, watches the game. He's like, "Well, I don't watch Utah anymore. I think they're beautiful. I love the way they play. I admire Quinn Snyder, but I don't watch them anymore because we don't play them." Because we're done. Who does Dwayne Wade trade jerseys with this time? He's doing that on the tour. Oh, My thought right. would be Rudy Gobert. Think about it, because he's already done it with Donovan, and everywhere he goes, he trades a jersey. So, so who would be the next guy? Second guy on our team. That's a great yeah. question. No fair. Sorry, I just uh, I, I, I didn't uh, give you. Maybe <laughs> there could be a Tabo just because they've played against each other okay. for a long time and they had an NBA Finals against each other uh, when Tabo was at Oklahoma City. I'm just trying to go onto that and why he might have a relationship. Uh, he might go Jay Crowder because they're both Marquette. Okay. There that was pretty good off the top of my head right there. Yeah, you, you answered that one well. But this will be fun to see. I want a then. bonus point. Okay. Uh, we should keep. We point. should keep a scoreboard. You and Elena and Kristen? Yeah, and I, I clearly get a point that they That's would, a great don't idea. get for that. Kind of like the ESPN show where they have Let, all the reporters on. Let's see on how we give... do with our internal turmoil okay. when we have points on this Ooh, show, right? That's a great one. We start grading you. Right. All right, you've got to be pretty excited though. the schedule starting to mellow out, it was, especially around the holidays. It was a confluence of a lot of different things that I've yeah. never experienced in my 25 years in the league. Um, one was the amount of quality teams. Frankly, I, if you go back, don't do it. It's not that interesting. Uh, when read the write-up I wrote about the schedule, I talked about how ridiculous the opening schedule was and the fact that you had all these single home games because those aren't home games. You know, if you actually think about... So you're talking about one home game in the middle of a five-game game. It's not a home game. Yeah. But when we've been home for like a stretch, we beat, you know, we beat Houston on our second home game. We beat Boston on our third home game. We won whatever that middle game was against Dallas, which is a really a good win now. We won that game. Like the first, you always hear the first game back from a long road trip. We, we were just tough. They yeah. were all, they just, the Indiana was a joke. Like we can't played Sacramento the night before, played Indiana and flew the next day to Brooklyn. Like, thank you very much. May I have another? Um, it was just absurd. And so the other thing was, if you go back to my write-up, what I literally wrote was, this is brutal. I've never seen like it. Thank goodness we have Sacramento, Memphis, and Dallas three times so that you have some games where you can get your bearings. Right. Well, then it turned out that all three of those teams are great. Yeah, and it didn't work out so well. Good thought, David Locke. All right, thanks for joining us for this edition of All That Jazz.